Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. So let's go out to the guest line here. Elliot Shore Parks joins us as we try to um, figure out what the heck's going on here with a 10 and 3 team that just uh, moved on or replaced or I don't know what you want. I, I don't know what they what, what did they do to Sean Desai here? Did they move him up? They move him down? He's moving up literally to the booth. How you doing, Elliot? Man, not even it sounds like what is that an instant Christmas song? Not even that. It's like great the spirit. On a, on a day like today. It is a weird day. The game almost feels secondary. Elliot, give us your reaction when it first happened. Desai no longer calling the defensive plays. I was shocked. Uh, I think it's very out of character for this team. If you look at, I mean, you can look further back, but even just Lurie's time as owner of this team, uh, they don't normally make in-season changes of this magnitude on the coaching staff. I think they've, and I know he wasn't technically fired, but they've essentially changed defensive coordinators. I think he's only done that one time uh, in his time as an owner. So it feels uh, it, it's surprising. Now, the question is, was it the right move? I don't think Desai has been as bad as people make him out to be this year. I mean, the Chiefs game was very good. The Dolphins game was good. Uh, there's been high moments. But ultimately, his resume was not one where if they felt a change was needed and they're in that building, they know how the players feel about him, they're, they're in those defensive meetings. If they're not confident in the job he's doing, then I can't really blame him for doing it. So while it's surprising, I'm not really sure. It's, I, I think the way this message was delivered adds to the panic more than the actual move itself. I agree with that. And then there's the timing, Elliot. I heard you say this this morning with uh, Joe and John, and I agree with you. You know, if, if the timing was, let's say, Monday or Tuesday, they're moving on, making a change, that feels like you know it happens in the NFL. But the fact that it came out as they're boarding a plane to Seattle, it just adds to the weirdness of this whole thing. Like I, I went back 2012, the Ravens did this. They were nine and four, same week of the season. They were in first place, and they changed offensive coordinators. But it was the head coach Harbaugh announcing it on the Monday, you know, following a loss, similar like this past week with the Eagles. And then they went about their business, and, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Like this could lead to success. It's weird how it came out before the game here. And I, I do wonder, I mean, Joe, and obviously who you played for the team, you followed the team. Joe, we've been following and covering the team for a long time. One thing we do know is they like to use 
like press conferences as a bit of a competitive tool. So I'm just what I'm surprised about is they didn't want to control the message by saying this earlier in the week. But the flip side of that is like we've seen that they they like in press conferences to kind of say what they think gives them a competitive advantage. And while we can sit here and say, you know, oh, make Sirianni look bad or the way it came out was sloppy. And I, I agree with all of that. At the end of the day, the Seahawks are the ones who are now like, oh, wow, they changed their coordinator, you know, two, two days before the game. And the players didn't have to talk about it all week. And it wasn't a distraction point all week. So, while yes, the way it came out, like, adds to it. I, I just wonder if, like, you know, this is kind of maybe how they decided the best way to handle it was so that they didn't have to spend a week dealing with it and they didn't let the Seahawks know earlier than they needed to that there's a new defensive coordinator, essentially. So basically, you're basically feeling like this was a strategy to confuse the the Seattle Seahawks that maybe works in our favor. Well, they've done it. They've done it with other things. They do it with injuries. They do it with big decisions around the draft. They do it with the uh, with quarterbacks. I mean, remember they wouldn't name Jalen the starting quarterback yep. in 2021 until mm-hmm. the final week. So, so I just I think to me that feels like a more likely strategy here than some sign of mass dysfunction or, or that, you know, Howie and Lurie stepped in and fired him against Nick's wishes. Like, we've seen before what this team says at the podium, like, is not always how they feel. And I think that's where a lot of the basis for this being an issue is coming from. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis. Go green with solar panels or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We've also seen an Elliot joining us here as we get uh, set for tonight, but also unpack all this with the coaching change. Elliot, we've seen here before where it's, it becomes obvious <clears throat> excuse me, that the head coach doesn't really have full control over his staff. I mean, after the 2019 season, Doug Peterson is asked about Mike Rowe, and he says he's my offensive coordinator. Two days later, he's not the offensive coordinator. So I think it does put that scene in people's heads like, did Nick really make this call? Because we played the audio we, last week. He said... You know, there's no reason to question Sean Desai. He's not, you know, he's not making a change at play caller on offense, and he likes the job Desai's doing. He had confidence in him. That's why they hired him, and then he's out. I mean, I I thought about the micro thing as soon as this happened. Yeah, yeah, and look, I, I mean, we've been down this road before, right? Of are are Jeffrey, Alluri, and Howie overstepping their boundaries? Are they too involved? And you know, should the coach be making this decision versus Howie and Larry? And I think it's an interesting discussion to be had. Like, I I do believe. Nick has earned the right to have complete say over his coaching staff, right, to, to an extent, much like any head coach would. But I also think the last – and first of all, we don't know if Jeffrey and Howie stepped in and did this. But let's just say, like, this is kind of what, what we're dealing with. We, we've had this discussion before, and when we all were worried about Jeffrey and Howie overstepping their boundaries, it proved to be wrong. Like, Jeffrey and Howie know what they're doing. They've, they've been doing this for a long time. So I think that if they're going to make a major change, like a change in defensive coordinator – of course Howie and Jeffrey should be involved in that. Now, if Nick really wanted to keep Desai and they force it against his will, like that's a different discussion. But ultimately, I think we, we want it to be very like, Nick makes the decisions, Jeffrey and Howie aren't involved. I just don't think that's how the Eagles operate. Like As long as Jeffrey's the owner and Howie's there, they're going to be involved in decisions, and it's proven over time to be the correct way to make decisions. So, so have you heard anything about Jalen's, uh, any status updates on what Jalen's feeling like right now? 
Well, so it's three hours earlier in Seattle. So right now it's probably, what, around 8.30 in the morning. I'd imagine Jalen is waking up and that, you know, pretty soon there will be some type of check-in to see if he's feeling after uh, feeling better after flying to Seattle and then obviously getting a night's sleep. My, my guess is he will play tonight. I would be surprised if they flew him sick all the way to Seattle if they didn't think there was a, a real chance he was going to play. And then as far as being downgraded to questionable – I do wonder if that has to do something with the fact that he flew separately. Like maybe there's league rules involved there where if, you know, he doesn't travel normally just from a, just from an injury report perspective, he has to be downgraded. I, I've never gotten the impression there was a real chance Jalen wouldn't play. Uh, and my guess is he will play tonight. Elliot, to go now to the other side of the the change yesterday, what do you think of Matt Patricia? I mean, he's, He's a major character in all this, and it's obviously yeah. one that we know. You know, we know he's not random, right? He's he was on the Patriots sideline. He was the opposing defensive coordinator when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. He's been a head coach this league, so we we've kind of as football fans been aware of Patricia for a long time. All of a sudden, he's uh, he's a big figure in the rest of the season. What do you think about Patricia and and you know just his his history in the NFL? Yeah, I think this is one thing that's getting completely overshadowed by all the drama and like the all this. Patricia is not a good coach. He's not been a good coach for a long time. The only time he's had success in the NFL is when Bill Belichick was, he was working with him. And we all know Belichick has massive say over that defense. Like Patricia was so good at defense in New England that they moved him to the offensive side of the ball. And then he went to Detroit and his defense was terrible. They were near the bottom of the league in almost every category. So I didn't like when they hired Patricia. And while I wouldn't have fired Desai, like if you had someone else on staff that maybe offered something interesting, like, okay, maybe I, I, you know, again, his resume this year is not strong enough where he's above being replaced. I just don't think Patricia is the answer. So yeah, I I don't, I don't think Patricia uh, is a good coach. Now the thing that he is working for him is he has four really easy games coming up. Like the defense should look way better over these next four games than they did in the last few because they're playing some of the best offenses in the NFL week after week. So I think the defense will probably play better, but I don't have any more confidence. In fact, I would say I probably have less confidence in Patricia than I do Desai. And, of course, we know Patricia, the last time he was actually a defensive coordinator calling yeah. the defense, it was Mouse. it was Nick Foles lighting him up in the Super Bowl. Elliot, let's end with this. There's, there's a game tonight, and it's a big one for the Eagles. They, they yeah. got a gift yesterday. Dallas loses, so uh, the path is a little bit easier. But they still need a victory if they have any hopes at the one and even to you know stave off De- uh, Detroit as a two seed. Elliot, what, what's your thoughts on the game tonight? As, let's say assuming Jalen plays. Yeah, so obviously, as you mentioned, from a seeding perspective, tonight is a very big game. But I think today is one of those things where, like, forget the seeding. This team just needs to walk off the field with a win. Like, all this drama that's going on, you know, all the panic, all like, yeah, you guys are pressing the panic sounder every five seconds. It sounds like this team just needs a win. And I think they will get it tonight. I think Seattle is not good. Their defense is not good. Their offense, despite having those great receivers, is not good. The quarterback is not good. So I I think that, you know, even with all the drama, if Jalen plays, I think even if Mariota plays, they're going to win tonight. I think they need it. Uh, and Sirianni, while he gets questioned all the time, he also just wins all the time. So I do think they go to Seattle and get a win tonight. Elliot, good stuff. We'll talk later during the pregame show, and uh, by then we'll probably have even more crazy news. Thank you, Elliot. Yep, talk to you soon. There he goes. Elliot Shore Parks. Our 215-592-949. We'll get right back to the phones. On the other side, your thoughts on everything that went down this weekend. The Slay surgery decision. Desai no longer calling the defense. Patricia in. Hurt sick. A lot going on here. 215-592-9494.
Also, what should we expect out of Matt Patricia? Hear from a Patriots beat writer that covered this guy for a long time. What are we getting in Patricia? We'll hear that next on the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 